So I'm uh, moving on. We'll be talking to, as I promised you, talking to Lisiko, Lis, um, Lerato Dube. And uh, uh, Lerato is a rape survivor. As we recently have seen, uh, a lot of women have been raped and killed recently in um, in our society, and they are raped and abused by the people close to them. So here, uh, talking to Lesejo and uh, Lerato. So, Lerato, welcome to our show. Lerato, yes. welcome to our show. How are you, Penny? How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very well, thank you. So, can you please share with us uh, your story? What happened? Okay. This is something that happened in 2011. Mm. It was April, the 25th. So, I was raised by my cousin. Mm. And then I was doing raised by that time. Mm. So, it happened, you know, my mom was speaking and the other places in it. So I stayed with her family all of the time. Mm-hmm. So I used to see them on Fridays only. So I was staying with my aunt and my cousin. So most of the time my aunt was not at home. So I spent, you know, most of my time with my cousin. Mm-hmm. So this other time, you know, I just took my bath and preparing to go to bed. And she came into my room. The way he was looking at me, you know, I'm like, is there something happening? Is there something wrong? Is there something you want to talk about? Mm. And she says to me, whatever is going to happen here, you better shut your mouth if you don't want to die, you know. And by then I was young. So he came closer and he did whatever he did, mm. you know, and he said, I must take my path after that. And and you, I just took a part before you did whatever you did. So it happened the following day you went to work. So I went to my aunt and told her about this thing that your son actually raped me. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, stop spreading lies and everything. I know my son will never do that. Mm-hmm. And he's your cousin. And you can't be spreading such things about him. He's married, he's got kids. If you do something like this and He's going around saying that he raped you while mm. you know he didn't. Who's going to provide for his family to do the same So I went to my sister mm. and I told her about this. And she encouraged me to go to the police. So I tell her that, you know what, let's just wait for my mom to come back because she usually comes back on Friday. Mm. So when my mom got there, on a Friday, I told her that this is what happened. And she went to my aunt and asked her if she knew about this. So, okay, they spoke about it. And then they, they had a family meeting and sisters that, okay, guys, this is what happened to my daughter. And I see that, you know, it's best if you go to the police and just report this matter. Mm. And the family stood up, they said, no, we cannot report something like that. What about his kids? What about his wife? What is she going to feel when she finds out about this thing? My mom is asking, what about my daughter? So 
it is dealt, you know, with as a family matter. He cannot report it for the sake of his wife and children because he was the breadwinner by then. Hmm. So it was left as that, you know, they didn't even care how I felt, how it affected me, you know, how it did to, to me. They just didn't care. The only thing they were concerned about it is his wife and his children, and that is a breadwinner. And on top of that, he's my cousin. So mm-hmm. this thing is a family matter. Nobody should know about it. You're not even supposed to go to the pol- policy and, and report this matter. So oh. it's stayed like that. I wow um I'm I'm so touched by the way uh, you sharing your story with us um really a really painful thing happened to you and it's so sad to find that that you didn't have that support from your family as well that makes it even more hard and more painful you know um you know I'm just wondering that uh how does this uh with the story that you shared with us, how has it affected your life as well as uh, the relationship with people around you, the family now that they didn't really accept what had happened to you and the relationship going on with men in your life? How is it, how is it going now? So this is what happened, you know, after this situation was not dealt with. I had to, you know, I, I used to isolate myself from people, mm. you know. Every time when I'm around people, I feel as if I don't belong there. I feel as if, you know, I'm just nobody. So most of the time I spent my time, you know, by myself, and I wouldn't even talk to people. So it went to a point that, you know, so there was a revival near my house. So when that happened, what I did is that I attended the service there. So when I attended the service, I had to, you know, give my life to God and everything. Mm-hmm. So I got born again. So after that, my pastor, you know, mm-hmm. so we are a Christian church and everything. Mm-hmm. So every time... When he's going to give me a hug, I remember, you know, that, okay, he's a man. Mm -hmm. I can't allow any man to touch me. That is how I was. You know, if a man approaches me, you know, even if he wants to give me a hug in a church, Mm -hmm. I feel so scared, you know, like I'd be reminded of what happened to me. So it took time. It really took time, you know. He even asked, why is it that every time when... I want to give you a hug. You run away or you just, you know, your face changes. So I didn't want to talk about this thing because I was so ashamed that what people would think about me, you know, I justified myself that this this person doesn't have a value anymore. Mm. So every time, you know, when I'm with people, I feel less of a human being, you know, Mm. because what happened to me, nobody cared. So I felt that even now, even at church, even out there, nobody cares. You know, so that is how it has affected my life. That it, I, I didn't even have friends after that because every time I think about that, and you know, mm. so 
it, it's something that is still haunting me up to this day. It's still haunting me. Um, so, you know. as here at uh, Jesuit Institute, our um. Veritas, we know we're talking this morning about finding God in every situation in our lives. Uh, how would you say you have found God in that situation? How has it led you to God, and how is your relationship with God at the moment? And uh, looking backwards, you know, as time went by, it reached a point where I had to open up to my mom, Bishop, about this. Mm. So I, I, I spoke to her about this thing and you know for the first time in my life I had somebody to support me, I had somebody to be there for me, I had mm-hmm. somebody to, to understand how I actually felt what I'm going through, you know so she hugged me and you know she told me about this God that it may not look okay now but one thing I can tell you is that he loves me. Mm-hmm. You know, he encouraged me that I have to just give myself to God, be available for the work of the ministry. And that is where I started, you know, attending a housekeeping. So I was, you know, cleaning the church just to keep myself busy, just to, you know, get something to do because when I'm by myself, the only thing I could think about is that. So I ended up cleaning the house of the Lord mm-hmm. from bed. You know, I joined the worship team. And that is when I began to see God in my life. You know, that this thing, actually, thing, you can move on. You mm-hmm. can you can find peace, you know. Mm-hmm. You can even find a place where you can forgive yourself and forgive the person who did this to you. Forgive mm-hmm. that family. It was so difficult for me to just even think about what my family put me to. I used to tell myself that I don't have a family anymore because mm-hmm. if they were my family, they were going to stand with me. They were not going to protect that other one and leave me like that as if I'm nothing. But, you know, every day going to church and attending, you know, youth services, mm-hmm. hearing the men of God preach, it, it would talk to my spirit and I feel that, you know what, I need to let go. I need to let go. Though it's not easy, but every time I'm being prayed for, every time, you know, they actually, you know, the men and the women of God actually took their time mm. to see me through the situation. You know, they'd call me, they'd just sit with me, talk about this, talk, tell me about the grace of God, you know, mm. the way the situation won't stay like this forever. So, honestly, I believe that the love of God can take you to anything, mm. you know. He is the only man that I can look up to and say, you know what, I'm 100% sure that you love me. Um, so because it was... Yeah, yes? so, uh, um, Lirato, as a, a rape survivor, um, our last question, as a rape survivor, what would you advise a person, a woman at home who's been in a similar situation? being hurt by a family well, member. What I can advise women out there is that don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself, you know. It's not worth it. It's mm. not worth it. You know, you can come to God and God can do wonders for you. He can do wonders for you. You know, you can survive. You can still rise. 
you know, you don't have to look down upon yourself just because it happened. Yes, it has. But if I was able to get through this, I advise you out there that you can also get through this. You know, it's not the end of the world. Yes, it happened. But God can put you together again. Yes. And you can stand, stand confident in His love. Oh, wow. Because if you love, you can move on. Hmm. Wow, you are such a strong woman. Um, because of time, we'll have to cut that short. Uh, Alirato, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. I really hope that someone will be touched at home and uh, be moved to share their stories as well. Um, that, yes, they speak up against uh, the the rape and the woman abuse. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're welcome.